All right. So uh, here in just a little bit, we're, we're going to start in First uh, Peter chapter 4 and uh, verse 10. First Peter chapter 4 and uh, verse 10. If you want to go ahead and flip to that. And uh, while you're doing that, let me just ask a couple of questions. First of all, are you excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Yes, that's great. Uh, that, that's good. And whoever wooed, I, I, I love that too. Um, that was great. And uh, also, did you bring your offering or did you bring your tithe this morning? Um, you know, the, these two questions are, are questions that we have talked about the, the previous two uh, weeks uh, here in this, this new month of, of a new year. Uh, and this series, as, as you see up here on the screens, is entitled To Do's, The To Do's. And uh, I just want to say thanks for the positive comments that some of y'all have shared with me uh, regarding this sermon series. Um, but, you know, you know, when I was thinking about what I wanted to do to start off the new year, uh, you know, a to-do list kept, kept coming across this brain and kept, you know, coming to me. But, uh, but I think, you know, things like attending church and worshiping and uh, also tithing or, or giving— um, they are good subjects or reminders for us, you know, especially to start a new year off. And uh, they definitely should fall on everyone's to-do list. Today, our hearts will be directed or, or be pointed uh, towards another essential to-do or aspect of our Christian walk. And that's embracing the joy of serving or service. The sermon for today is entitled, Embracing the Joy of Service. As we open our hearts to this exploration, we'll unravel three pivotal dimensions. The first, the call to serve with joy. Second, building community through joyful service. And finally, the last one, celebrating the joyful impact, celebrating the joyful impact. At the heart of our quest today lies a big idea, a profound truth that transcends mere obligation. Our big idea this week says we are here to explore the immeasurable joy that comes from serving God and also serving others. You know, scripture beckons us into the, the journey as it does uh, every week. But uh, I had you turn to uh, 1 Peter chapter 4 just a bit ago. Uh, verse 10 there lays the foundation for our reflections uh, this morning. And let's take a look at what Peter says there. Again, in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10. He says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have been received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Read it one more time. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You know, here in these words, we find uh, an invitation. Say invitation. Uh, to discover the joy that blooms when we recognize our unique gifts as instruments of service, being faithful stewards of God's grace. 
in a world filled with countless obligations, so many responsibilities, and so many tasks that each of us has to do, you know, the notion of service might seem just, or it may seem like just another item on our to-do list. However, today, we will unravel the deeper truth that in serving, we find not just a duty, but a profound source of joy that emerges from fulfilling our divine call. It is indeed an invitation to discover the immeasurable joy that comes when we align our actions with the purpose of serving God and also extending that service to others. So today, let's embark on this journey together, anticipating the joy that awaits as we embrace the call to serve, build a stronger community through our collective acts of love, and celebrate the transformative impact that joyful service brings. May our hearts be open to the joy that comes from serving with purpose and also uh, with passion. Looking at my first point this morning, let's look at the call to serve with joy. The call to serve with joy. In the journey of, uh, of embracing the joy of service or, or serving, uh, we are called to a profound understanding of our unique gifts. What kind of unique gift or gifts has God blessed you with? I'm going to name several, you know, this morning. How about public speaking? <laughs> Raise your hand if you're a, fa uh, a fan or a lover of public speaking. Raise your hand. Wow, just a couple. Yeah, like four. Four people raised their hands. All right, yeah, that's not everybody's gift. If you were to ask my wife, Erin, if that's her gift, she, she would be quick to sh shake her head from side to side. No, it's not. Um, how about teaching? How about singing? Has God blessed you with a beautiful voice to sing with? Uh, Mike. Mike's got a pretty decent voice. Mike Winslow. He's been in some bands, so that, that's been cool. Uh, we've had some conversations about that. Um, but uh, how about being artistic? <laughs> Someone was very quick to say nope. Um, <laughs> but uh, has God blessed you? Uh, with a pen or a paintbrush to create some kind of artistic masterpiece. Um, how about cooking? Has God given you the unique gift to cook um, that people just love? Hey, speaking of which, I think Diane Boston brought a, a bunch of cookbooks uh, to the women's Bible study yesterday. So, and they're free, and they're back in the fellowship hall, and she's sh shaking her head yes. Uh, so please, please go grab a cookbook, okay? They are free to go home with you or to give to somebody. Um, but, uh, okay, well, good, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe your skill or your gift is, uh, you know, doing landscape work, lawn work. Lawn care. My dad, Freddie Pippen, he loves to do that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, what is your unique gift that God has given you or blessed you with? Um, Romans chapter 12 and verses 6 through 8. 
it talks about this. Let's take a look at what Paul uh, said to the church in Rome. Um, in verse 6, chapter 12, Paul writes, uh, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is show mercy, do it cheerfully. This discovery involves a heartfelt embrace of the truth that God has with much detail designed each of us with specific gifts or specific talents. Um, you know, as we reflect on passions and also abilities, we come to recognize the beauty or uh, the beautiful diversity of gifts within our community. Now, I'm talking in, in the definition of community here, I'm talking about within our, our worship, within this church, within, you know, what we're a part of here. You know, the joy in our service begins with this self-discovery, realizing that our unique gifts, the gifts that um, God has given each and every single one of us, are not only valuable, but they're also essential contributors to the greater good for our shared mission. You know what our shared mission is, right? What we are called to do? Uh, it is reaching the lost, and just sharing the gospel with those that need to hear it. That's our mission. It should be each and every single one of our number one goal and number one mission to get out there as Christians and win the lost. Okay? Uh, Matthew chapter 20, in the first part of verse 28, it directs our attention to the joy found in making a tangible impact. Let's look at what Matthew writes uh, there. And this is actually Jesus talking. So Jesus says in verse uh, 28 in Matthew 20, he says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to what? Serve. serve. You know, Jesus serves as the ultimate example, really with anything that we do. But here... It's highlighting that the essence of joy and service lies the transformative effect that it has on the lives of other people. Rooting our service in sacrificial love becomes the key to unlocking the joy. It encourages us to find fulfillment in both the small victories and also the big ones, the big victories that flow from our acts of service. Each and every single interaction, each and every single one of them, each moment of shared joy, it contributes to a larger tapestry of service that celebrates the transformative work of God in our lives as individuals and also as a community. As we respond to the call to serve in whatever capacity it is, with joy, our hearts are called to a deeper understanding of our unique gifts and their purpose, you know, in God's design. May our service be marked by the joy found in sacrificial love. 
And may we celebrate the impact, whether it's big or whether it's small, on the lives of those that we are called to serve. Looking at my second point today, I want to talk about building community through joyful service. Building community through joyful service. As we delve into the essence of embracing the joys of service, a pivotal dimension unfolds. This morning, we're going to look at the profound impact uh, of our collective efforts and how it builds a stronger community through, wait for it, joyful service. How it builds a strong community through joyful service. Let's read uh, Paul's letter to the Galatians and and, and what what it says there in chapter 5 and verse 13. Uh, This is what Paul writes to Galatia. Uh, He writes in verse 13, chapter 5 again, uh, You, my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. In accordance to this verse and what Paul's writing, our service takes on a deeper meaning as it becomes the tangible expression of fellowship in action. This involves approaching service with things I've been talking about already, humility and love. Recognizing that that our freedom, the freedom that Paul is talking about in the book of Galatians, is a call to serve one another. In doing that, our community is not just a group of individuals, but it transforms into a connected body with each act of service contributing to the fabric of genuine friendship, to a brotherhood, to a sisterhood, whatever you want to call it, fellowship even. That's what that freedom comes down to. But I'm asking you, did you hear what Paul was trying to tell us through this letter to the Galatians? You know, the freedom that each of us has to serve one another, it transforms us into one connected body. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verses 9 through 10 says this, that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. You know, many of us have, are familiar with this passage. You know, you, you hear this a lot at what kind of service? that two are better than one. Yeah, a wedding. Okay, that's right. But, but this message through this text, it definitely applies here with what we are talking about. You know, this text uh, from the Apostle Paul, it sheds light on the beauty of community, doesn't it? That we're here and we are called to help each other up to help each other with whatever situation is going on in their lives or life. It emphasizes the synergy that arises when individuals come together and help each other out. It suggests that our collective journey and service is marked by shared victories, common challenges, and also mutual growth. The joy in serving or service transcends 
personal triumphs, becoming a shared experience that binds us all together. And that, my friends, creates a resilient community that uplifts one another. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of community that I want to be a part of, where everyone just builds each other up through serving in that way. You know, in the pursuit, though, of of building community like this through joyful service, let us grasp the, the profound truth that our actions extend beyond individual fulfillment. Fellowship and action enables us to express love in tangible ways, forging connections that surpass the superficial. Furthermore, shared victories and growth become the foundational elements of a resident community. Whether joy Whether joy in service is not merely an individual encounter, but a collective journey of both triumph and and mutual upliftment. You know, this reminds me of just a few months ago uh, during the season of packing shoe boxes for uh, Operation Christmas Child. And Stony Brook, you know, as small uh, of a congregation as we are, we collected 150 shoe boxes. Um, to bless and to share the gospel with kids, with children around the world uh, this year and this last uh, Operation Christmas Child Christmas season uh, that we went through. You know, there, there, was some de- there was definitely some service done there, you know, within that ministry or within that, that project. For example, there were some of you that went alongside some kids from our youth ministry here at Stony Brook. You help them shop for the items to fill their shoe boxes. And you paid for those items too. And that was in addition to what you had already decided to do as an individual or a couple or a family or whatever case may be. But let me tell you, you help that kid out. You help that family out. And because of that, we had, I believe, about 11 or 12 shoe boxes as a part of that 150 total number. You, the kid that you helped out. That wasn't an individual encounter, but it became a collective journey of both triumph and mutual upliftment, didn't it? I'm fired up about that. (laughs) That's great. And moving on and looking at my uh, third and final point this morning, celebrating the joyful impact. We should celebrate the joyful impact. Within the tapestry of embracing the joy of service, a compelling thread it unravels. And, and that's a celebration of the profound impact our service leads or, or how, how it leaves on the lives of those that we encounter. Those of you that helped a kid from this church pack their shoebox, imagine the impact that you had on that kid and also that family. 
it was a cool experience. I remember that Wednesday night, you know, after we ate. I forget what we had that night. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but uh, how, you know, some of us got split up in different ways. But um, I think a lot of the group went to Five Below. And, um, but it was just, it was an awesome thing. Just going alongside a kid. And, um, and they were going around and you were telling them, oh, you can get this or you can't get this kind of thing. But it just seemed the joy from the adult perspective, seeing the joy from the child perspective, and, and just, you know, seeing what God was doing. That was so cool. Um, chapter 20 and verse 35 in the book of Acts, it reads this. And everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Witnessing transformation, as articulated in this particular verse, it becomes a cornerstone of this celebration that I'm talking about. You know, when we uh, actively engage in serving or service, we recognize the inherent blessing in giving rather than receiving. The joy in our service magnifies as we witness the tangible transforming or transformation taking place. You know, think about all the lives that are being touched. Think about the hearts that are being lifted and individuals experiencing the real positive impact of our collective actions. You know, a lot of you know that uh, I was a student minister, uh, a youth minister, uh, bef before, you know, coming here to, to Stony Brook to serve as lead minister here. Uh, I, I minister to middle school and high school students over at Christ Church in, in Greenville. Um, but what you may not know, <laughs> I think only a few of you do know this, but uh, I play guitar, Okay. Um, now, I'll tell you that I'm no pro. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not a pro at playing guitar or expert by any means, but I do mess around with it some. Uh, I, I do uh, love to play some of those chords, like the F chord or bar chords especially. They're the death of me. Um, I, 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 I haven't gotten there yet, <laughs> but, uh, but I do like to play. Um, but, for, for close, but for those close to nine years... I wasn't only a, a youth minister there at Christ Church, but I served in another way. Um, throughout our time uh, at Christ Church, we, we had some kids, um, some students in our ministry that were given the gifts, the unique gifts of singing beautifully. Uh, they were also given the gifts uh, of having the talent to play various instruments. Or maybe their parents just gave them instruments so they can learn how to play them. But through many, many, many practice times, you know, I work with these students, I work with these kids, and I help them learn or get over their shyness and, and step out of their comfort zone to lead worship. And they did these things at like uh, annual uh, youth retreats that we did, and even at our weekly youth worship times. And some of these kids even 
uh, went on to use their gifts and, and use their talents in our main worship services at Christ Church. And, and the ones I'm talking about are the ones the adults went to and the ones that Tim Turner preached at. But anyway, I want to show you this morning some evidence of this, of what serving can lead to, okay? But back in the year 2020, at our annual youth beach retreat, and this was held up at Sunrise Church of Christ, up at the Outer Banks, um, one of my students that particular year was a girl by the name of Ashley, and, uh, and she was one of our high school seniors that particular year or, or during that time. But she wanted to uh, just capture the moment, if you will. She wanted to capture the worship. So she was sneaky, and she put her phone off to the side where it would capture the sound and some video of the worship during one of our beach retreats worship sessions. You know, once I learned that she had did this or that she had done this, I was blown away. Uh, those kids, they sounded great. They sounded awesome. And you can hear my voice in the background as I'm leading the group, but you can hear the students and also myself, you know, playing instruments and, and my students singing too and, and leading in worship. But uh, check this little video out.
I'm, I'm blown away. <laughs> Every time I, I watch or I listen to, to this clip, and, and that was just a small portion. I mean, it was like over six minutes uh, of, of hearing worship and, and, and looking at worship like that. But, you know, I celebrate what you just saw in, in multiple ways. You know, first and foremost, uh, I celebrate it because it praises our God. But, but just how far, too, those kids came because of an act of service. And I get super excited about that. And that was just one group in the close to nine years that we were there. You know, how, God is great. God is good. Also this morning, let's read what the Apostle Paul wrote in, uh, what he wrote to the Corinthians in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verses 4 through 7. Paul writes there to the Corinth church, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. You know, the stewardship, as outlined in this First Corinthian passage, is intricately woven into the fabric of the joyful impact of our service. Embracing the diversity of gifts, we understand that each person plays a unique role in stewarding God's grace for the collective, for the whole benefit. The joy we find in service is not confined to the actions themselves, but it extends to the realization that we are privileged vessels, every single one of us. We are privileged vessels entrusted with the distribution of God's love in various forms, all executed with hearts filled with genuine joy. You know, as we celebrate the joyful impact of our service, let us immerse ourselves in the transformative power of Acts 20. And verse 35, finding joy in witnessing the lives touched by our collective efforts. Additionally, may the recognition of our roles as stewards of God's grace, remember the 1 Corinthians 12 passage, amplify the joy, may it amplify the joy in our service. My friends, this celebration serves as a testament to the ongoing transformative work of God's grace in our community and sustains the joy that comes from serving with purpose and also with passion. As we absorb the joyous call to serve today, this week to come and in our days to come and in this life, let's transition from inspiration into action. From inspiration, oh, that sounds great. Maybe I'll do that one day. Let's do it. Let's, let's go into action. I want you to look in your bulletins this morning, and you'll find two different inserts in your bulletin. 
Uh, one is just uh, an advertisement to The Chosen coming up on February 2nd. Uh, I talked about that earlier. <coughs> but the other has a period of time. You know, I tried to think of folks who lead different areas or ministries here at Stony Brook. Who do you need to approach about using your gift or your gifts? Who do you need to that only comes? God, I pray that, um, you know, we, we won't leave this message and this talk in, in this room today, but we will definitely take it with us. We will use the insert that's found in our book.